What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and I am here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, today, no special guests, but I have a couple topics in mind because, uh, of course, as much as I pay attention to a lot of indie comics that I've, I, of course, report on, uh, I do pay attention to the comic book and the comic book movie news cycle. And a couple things that have come across the newswire lately uh, in the past couple weeks um, have all revolved around a topic that is very sensitive to me. And it is, of course, Black Panther. Um, the trailer for Wakanda Forever, of course, came out with a resounding bang, as I expected. And I figured it was going to happen in such a way that it was going to reignite a flame that it bolstered through a lot of people when the project was announced. Um, and of course, the chatter had started to begin. And Recently, more than recently, and of course, beyond the death of Chadwick Boseman, uh, our T'Challa, and the continuation of this franchise, it was only right that they were going to push on. We figured so. So we, we of course, knew that this movie was going to happen. It was more so, how would they do it? What was going to be the way if you were going to create a love letter to honor the mantle of T'Challa and to honor Chadwick Boseman, what exactly would you do? Um, of course, there has been many speculation. It's either we go the route of passing the torch to Shuri. Uh, there's been those uh, highly resounded conspiracy theories as to if Killmonger is not dead because we did not see a body, um, or do we just keep, because Black Panther wears a full-scale mask, do we just keep him in the mask and pretty much just have T'Challa in the suit and with the mask, and you hear the voice, but you don't see uh, him revealing himself, and we push on from there. But before the announcement of the trailer, uh, before San Diego Comic-Con in which it was released, there has been division. And it's a consistent amount of division that I necessarily do not like. Because in 2018, when Black Panther first dropped, I remember exactly what it meant to the black community. I remember what it meant to uh, a lot of people of color that loved comic books. I remember what it meant to people who have read Black Panther comics throughout their entire God-given lives. And more so, I remember the act of creativity that started to happen afterwards. And it was a boom. Like, it's, it's very hard to explain. You know, uh, of course, 
there was a multitude of of people within um, comic book circles, people of color that were consistently getting work and who were putting out a lot of indie titles and a lot of stories out there. And I'm pretty sure before 2018, there was all all the marketing tools needed to put those comics to light. And there's a lot of people speaking on Marvel, a lot of people speaking on DC, a lot of people speaking on both, a lot of people speaking on indie. Um, I just felt amidst all of that, that pretty much it was only right that after that movie, and when I tell you that the boom of creativity started to happen, um, there was a lot of people doing it after 2018 that were not doing it before 2018, myself included. And only until then did we realize that there was a, a lane for us. So when the movie came out, it was more so like, okay, if... If the movie's fire, that's just pretty much going to be it and done with. You know, it's going to be a great movie. So on, so be it. You know, it's going to be a great movie. But it went beyond expectations. You know, when when I tell you we showed out going to the premiere, we absolutely showed our asses that day. Like, it, it, name a movie. A movie that you went to the movie theater to go see. Where motherfuckers were dressed up in tuxedos. In suits. Like they was going to the club. Evening gowns. Uh, traditional dashikis. Kente cloth. You know. Bongos playing in the background. Buffets. All you can eat buffets. In the theater. Scorns and scorns of kids just like flocking. There was uh there was people who did fundraisers for for kids who hadn't had the ability to go see the movie to actually get to go see it. You know, and it was hysteria. You know, I'm old enough to remember when the first Batman movie came out, uh, the Michael Keaton Batman, and. I remember in my neighborhood the line going like down the block. And, you know, movie tickets weren't that much back then. Like I, I believe at most past the matinee, it might have been seven dollars, right? And I'm I'm here telling you that the line for Batman was from the movie theater and maybe three blocks back, and it weaved and went that way black panther had the same effect so we've we've gotten to the point where you know movie theaters are like these mega theaters and shit like that right so you can imagine how packed the inside gets this shit was packed on the inside and then stretching outside going down the block for about three showings of the movie it was for example an eight an eight thirty and a nine o'clock show and motherfuckers were decked out like there was a red carpet outside. 
So the the division bothers me amongst the second movie because I, just like everybody else, absolutely want to see T'Challa recast. I, um, of course, understand that Marvel, the people of Marvel, and the cast of the movie want to find a way to honor Chadwick in a way that is beneficial to his family and beneficial to the character. And it may only take place for this one film. And there might be a ways and a means for us to move forward after, once this is done, to move forward after this. And then pretty much get into the mode of, all right, now we recast. Because I feel like the division that's starting to happen, and and, and no, if they if they recast them in this film, in this particular film, with Chadwick passing away maybe, what, two years ago? The scrutiny, the dogpiling that was going to happen to that specific actor, Lord, regardless of when he, when that person does assume that role, Lord help him. Because fandom can be one of the greatest things about this, this world of comics. It can also be one of the worst things about like fandom is is at some points just exhausting. The way that people just like talk about characters and everything. Like I get it. You're a fucking nerd. But when you hold near and dear to shit, and I realize everybody has an opinion, it becomes it's it's really fucking exhausting. It is. Like I could give a damn about your opinion towards T'Challa because I feel as though T'Challa is going to be here for a very long time. I feel like the mantle of Black Panther is going to be here for a very long time. For a movie to do a billion dollars, solo movie, billion dollars, I'm here to whisper it to you. I haven't seen a Superman movie do a billion dollars. A solo Superman movie. I think Batman has come close like a couple of times. I believe it's done it. Yeah, especially with Dark Knight. But Black Panther did a billion dollars. You know, uh, if, if I think about the character, because of course I read a ton of comic books, um, I wasn't the biggest Black Panther comic book reader. I read a lot of his storylines based on like the new Avengers and the Avengers series. Um, and it's funny because I've read the new Avengers series that kind of alludes to what's going to happen in this storyline with the introduction of Namor. I believe it was new Avengers seven where Namor floods Wakanda. You know, so I see these sort of things happening. I've, I've, I've even brought it up on the party Nerds YouTube channel um, about Namor's. It was a foreshadowing of black Panther two. And I talked about the introduction of Namor and how that could possibly go down. And I talked about that like three years ago, but to continue, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest 
Black Panther comic book reader. I read about all his storylines with the Avengers because I was so caught up in Milestone in the 90s and I was so caught up in uh, Spawn and a lot of image comics with the Hellcats and uh, Grifter and all these other, other characters. I read a lot more Jon Stewart, Green Lantern comics than I did T'Challa. But I still knew how important the character was. So when we get to like phase, what was that, phase three? When we get to like phase three where we realize it's going to come to fruition that T'Challa is pretty much going to get his own live action uh, storyline to, to basically put out there. You're going to get the introduction of Wakanda. And for a lot of people, um, those mythical, historical um, places, Atlantis holds to mind. Krypton holds to mind. Wakanda wasn't seen as this place of, like, uh, this fantasy that everybody saw. So when it was seen on screen for the first time, even if I believe if you were even a Black Panther comic book reader, the sight of Wakanda for the first first time probably blew your mind. I know it did me. You know? But to get into the this recast the child movement and how it's evolved into a from the fact of it being a campaign first and I'm not a big fan of hashtag campaigns I think that shit gets way out of line I believe that the message gets skewed I believe that the definition of exactly what you want to pinpoint and bring uh, an audience to turns into shit Recast the child basically was like turned into this change.org petition to recast the character and allude. Now, bro, let's let's be real. When what <laughs> what at what point in time has there ever been a moment where a change.org petition has ever changed anything? I mean, I'm maybe I'm not cognizant to it, but it's yet to happen. Um, and it was, I know it got like, like a oh, shitload of signatures, definitely in the, almost in the hundreds of thousands. Right. And that, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. It's going to be a, a, a group of people who have an opinion that the child should be recast right away. Cool. But to be pushy with it, and then finding it to finding it to the point where the definition gets so skewed that you think it's an it's an attack on uh it's an attack on his on on T'Challa's character, or it's an attack on uh Chadwick Boseman as a man. It's a it's an attack on his family, and it's a it's an attack on black men in general. How do you get to that? how like it's it it just seems as though like like your madness just keeps growing 
And then you try to find a new point to basically make in order to prove yourself right. That portion of time, I do not get. I don't. I, it just, it doesn't make sense. And there's a lot of people backing it. You know, and, and, and this is the thing. I am with them. Like, I want the, char the character to be recast. But I also understand that I have patience. And if this particular movie calls for um, us to step back a little bit and throw our emotions in again to basically showcase how much we love the character, love the movie in the first place, and show our love for Chadwick Boseman, then I'm all for that. And then once that movie ends and the cycle runs out and we get back to the drawing board, we then focus on the fact of how we can recast the T'Challa later on. Just don't rush it. You ain't got to rush it. The problem with, you know, I guess this day and age is that everything has to happen now. You know, everything happens quickly. The cycle of your attention span is short and the news cycle is ever frequent and you want your, your comic book releases to be like fucking TV shows every week when movies take time to be made. I mean, they keep fucking with Marvel now because of the, the, the CGI looks fucked up on that trailer, buddy. They're like, it's a trailer. By the time the movie comes out, CGI will be fixed. You know, so uh, you can't please everybody. But I am at odds with the division that is caused because I knew exactly what the movie did to a lot of people. The creativity that I talk about time and time again happened. A lot of it happened post-2018. This show... The fact that I talk about a uh, majority of my time talking about black indie comics is mainly due to the fact of the, of the success of that movie. I started to be introduced to uh, a ton of creators who are making comic books on their own. And me being a lover of Milestone Media back at that time, you know, I was opened up to a world that I wanted to speak to. I got introduced to fellow influencers, fellow creators. Uh, I got introduced to a, for example, the Wakanda Alliance in Buffalo, New York. A nonprofit organization that teaches literacy and themes and focal points uh, based on how they can collaborate with everyday life all while reading Black Panther comics to children within their community. You can't tell me that shit ain't amazing. You can't. You know, the boatload of creators that I've been able to meet have had the ability to create universes. 
it's the same method that I feel as though a lot of a lot of Marvel and DC properties started from. These people are publishers. These people are creators. They are owners of business. The influences that came out during that time. Because it was a lot more black faces on social media, content creators, influencers, if, if you want to call them. And their own dynamics, their own way of thinking, their own way of talking to their audience showed and proved that there was a lane for them. It made me think that there was a lane for me. So I sit here I'm, and I'm not going to say I'm disgusted by it because there's still time. There's still time. Like this movie comes out like later this year. And I didn't think that a movie could create that much fucking division. But it did. It did. And like you you definitely don't want to be on Twitter and watch people arguing about the recasting of T'Challa. It's it brings you down. It does. But I feel as though we can get past it and we can move forward. <laughs> because there's only but one way to go. You know, we have to keep the ball rolling. When I talk about, I had a podcast where we talked about the fact that, you know, we were getting spoiled by the comic books that were coming out during that time and felt as though, you know, everything was just happening fast, but the content was still pretty good. And we got a chance to like, you know, like not to say that like things sucked and some things were good or anything, but we got so much content. We got a chance to weed out some of the stuff that, we probably wouldn't necessarily see and stuck to the shit that we knew. The MCU is still the MCU. One of the greatest formulated and calculated business models for comic book movies ever created. So I trust the fact that they know exactly what they're doing. If it was DC, I, I'd probably say something fucking different. But they've been doing a good job on that. But I honestly feel like um, it's it can be tasking, and I just want people to remember, lastly, before I do sign off, they, exactly where you were in 2018 when that movie dropped. You know, what it did for you, how it made you feel, and how you were able to grow from it because i feel like that's the that's the lessons that we have to ride through going going through the last thing we want to do because there's for one and i'll put this out there there's so many black superhero characters that are out there that have yet to be adapted look behind me there's a lot a lot and yet we are divided by one. And I realize it's a very popular character. But there's still more. 
There's so many, there's so much more. There's so many IPs and, you know, just boatloads of intellectual properties that have yet to be adapted. There's so much more on the horizon. So I don't feel like the division brought forth by one character should determine our, our attitudes going forward. But this is James Grandmaster Facts Voice. Thank you for joining me. Feel free to check this out on every single place where you listen to your podcast, and you'll see this episode on YouTube. So signing out, we are out.